Welcome, guys, to episode 28 of Best Behavior. Oh, my God. Okay, we're doing a timeout. I did not know you were still chewing. Welcome to Best Behavior. (laughs) My name is Kendall. (laughs) My name is (laughs) Suri. And uh, welcome to the episode. Uh, We're very happy that you have joined us for episode 28. Yes. Uh, And uh, what are we we talking about today? Today, we're talking about making friends as an adult. Which, you know, depending on who you talk to, can be extremely easy or extremely hard. And we're going to explore that today. Facts. I mean, I'm just going to continue the train, the trend of saying the same thing every episode. This is why this podcast exists. <laughs> because we're adults <laughs> and we're friends. And making yep. friends is important as an adult. So Fucking facts. Um, all right. So I guess we can... Uh, We can go ahead and and dive right on in. Dive on in. I mean, straight up, how have you made friends as an adult? So, I want to say I haven't really made friends. Like, I've made a lot of of acquaintances. And, like, some good acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wouldn't say I've, like, made, like, friend friends. Um, And I think it's because I haven't been doing things... In, like, the spaces where I'd find friends. Huh. Yeah. So, I feel like you find friends as an adult when you, like, do activities, not, like, going out and, like, drinking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, like, oh, I just lied. I have made friends as an adult from going out drinking. But it's, like, friends. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, like, friends of friends, you know? Yeah. Not, like, I went out. Oh, look at her. I'm trying to be her friend. It was like, oh, like, this is a friend of a friend. And, like, now mm-hmm. I'm friends with that friend. Yeah. Uh, so, I feel like, that's probably the most common way I make friends right now. It's like a friend of a friend. And, you know, usually a friend is a friend is a friend of yours. Usually. Usually, yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like the places where, like, we usually would think, like, work or, um, I don't know, extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't really like grad school if like you do like higher education yeah that um i haven't really found friends like that and yeah. i think it's because of like the spaces i'm in mm-hmm. um in those kind of places it's like isn't conducive to friends who would like match my personality yeah vibe and all that good shit yeah yeah i um i was actually thinking about that when we were kind of planning for this episode because like in the episode where we talked about like friends in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Like I remember one of the big differences is that, you know, because of the field that I work in, it tends to be a younger field. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, just the type of person who works in like design Mm -hmm. and marketing and stuff like that just, you know, tends to attract a certain type of person. Um, so I'm kind of the opposite in that since, graduating from college which is like what I'll call adulthood Mm -hmm. um since graduating from college most of the friends that I've made have been from the workplace yeah um I mean it hasn't been that many like we've also talked about how like you know (laughs) 
making friends and like actually getting to that point mm-hmm. is, is quite a journey it for really both is. of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, like I think every single job that I've worked at, I've come out of each job with at least one like close friend. And I mean, yeah, we, we both have like close friends that we've met through mutual friends. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, again, since graduating from college, most of it's been, you know, workplace. Like, I was kind of taking stock earlier. I feel like there are only two people that I've, you know, made friends with mm-hmm. because of, like, someone I knew. Yeah. Um, And then also there's, like, being friends with someone that you dated. Like, that tends to, mm-hmm. that tends to happen for me. Like, I'll date someone that shit didn't work out or wasn't meant to be and then we end up being friends um and that that's happened for me in adulthood so yeah yeah I'd say those are those are the main ways but you did mention um you were kind of you kind of started talking about how there may be like certain places or like spaces Mm -hmm. spaces and spaces I've been um (laughs) There are like certain certain places that like you would go to meet friends. Tell me more about that. Um, see, and that's a good question. Because I think like when you're younger, it's easier to go places to meet friends because everything is structured around like community and like yeah. basically everything is a fucking activity. Like mm-hmm. school is an activity, extracurricular activities are an activity, like after school programs, like all of that stuff, like sports, like everything is like an activity. And as an adult, like you can be solo dolo real easy. It's so Um, easy to not talk to people. Yeah. So especially, and I'm thinking about people who like move and like go to like a new city as an adult and like, how do you make friends that way? So I'm thinking for, okay, for me, I'm thinking of spaces where, like, there are, like, like-minded people. I was like, mm-hmm. it, at work, like, I'm a data analyst for the IRS. Like, yeah. Like minds wear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> school, like, I go to American University. Super I mean, white. Yeah, you know. White, white. This is, this is an honest space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just super white. Um, I mean, my program, like, luckily not luckily, intentionally has a lot of people in there that have very good mindset and mm-hmm. like don't have bad views on things. So I like I've made some really good acquaintances at school. Um, actually one person, a friend, um, but like some like good acquaintances, like they seem to have, be like good people to have in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but calling somebody a friend is, is something a lot deeper. Yeah. And I don't know, like that space, like maybe I went to like a Howard or, Maybe even like a UMD where like it's just like minded people. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know what space I would go to, honestly. Um, If I'm like, if I go out and like I go to a place where like they're doing activities and not just like drinking, like that Mm -hmm. would be good. So like all these like meetup groups. Yeah. That they have and like the Facebook groups and all that where you can like join black women who brunch and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think that would be something. Um, and then once I change my whole career mm. and I get into that criminal justice reform, we're going to find some friends. Mad friends. Mad friends. <laughs> because yeah. that's where they are like minds. But yeah, so I think 
for me, that's the thing. It's just like being in spaces where my passions align with other people's, with the people who are around me passion. Yeah. Um, and I think that way, because like right now it's just, sometimes just staying afloat is like what you got to do. You might not find friends trying to stay afloat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I kind of went back and forth when I was thinking about this. Like, is there a place that, you know, that's like conducive to mm-hmm. friendship or like, you know, gaining friends. And I, I kind of, I think that you and I both have, well, outside of like going to college, which again, like you said, when you're growing up as children, I mean, even as college students, like you're placed in an environment where it's easy to form. Yeah, very easy. Um, But like as adults, you know, nothing is handed to you and friendship is included in that. It's like you have to go out and like make an effort. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think to circle back to what I was getting ready to say, I feel like neither one of us, well, I know neither one of us have like permanently moved to another city as an adult. Um, So I, you know, I feel like that's, it's definitely a different experience, especially if you move to a city where you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. Like I think that that's kind of where, finding friends turns into an actual like effort yeah like, and like kind of a requirement because yeah. like that from what i've heard because like like you said like neither one of us has like done a big move um i hear that shit is really lonely yeah it can um, be hard yeah and like finding a friend like becomes imperative yeah yeah and i think that you know this kind of gets off track a little bit but because friendship is so important to me and like family and all of mm-hmm. that, it's the reason why I haven't moved. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, having a support system is, is paramount. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, given that we both have like similar experiences of, you know, growing up in the city that we were born in mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you know, not switching from school to school. Mm-hmm. Like I think that both of us, the folks that we consider best friends are also people that we've known for at least a decade. Yeah. And it's like, you know, my oldest friend, I've known her for 18 years. And it's like, that's just because I think that, you know, a lot of times, like when you're from this city in particular, like when you're from DC, people who are from here and stay here tend to stay here permanently. Mm -hmm. So their friends are, you know, old friends, even my mom, like, because she's from the area too and her best friend she's known since kindergarten that is so fucking precious yeah (laughs) that's really precious yeah they've (laughs) they've been friends for a really long time that is so cute yeah so i like that's kind of why to circle all the way back i feel like that's kind of why it's hard for me to answer the question of like is there a best place to Mm -hmm. meet friends because i think that in my experience, the best friends that I've made have happened so organically yeah. that, like, it's hard to pinpoint, like, what's a place. Like, even, and I mean, like, you, you bring up a good point because, like, if you're in a space where you're with like-minded people and you're in, like, a similar environment and you're, you know, doing a shared experience mm-hmm. with someone, that's a surefire way to find friends. It is, um, yeah. Which is, again, why I feel like I've made really good friends out of work because I'm surrounded by people who are, you know, into the same things I'm into. So it's easy for me to connect. 
but yeah, like, I don't think I've ever like really been at a point where I was in a space where I didn't have any friends and I had to like go do something to find friends. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard question to answer Yeah, from my point of view. I feel like it's probably hard for everyone. Yeah. Even when I talk to people who like did move to a new city, like it's just hard as an adult because there's no organized space where it's like everyone around your age has to be in this place, Mm -hmm. in this space at this certain time to like cultivate that kind of like friendship and activity. It just doesn't exist for adults. Yeah. We need fucking playgrounds. That's hey, mandatory playtime for adults. I feel it because people get so caught up in their every single everyday life. Like, I mean, it is so easy to not talk to people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I also think that like, because I think both of us at times tend to lean on the introverted side. Yeah. It's, it can be very easy mm-hmm. for me sometimes to just not speak to anyone but you. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I've I've met people that, you know, moved to D.C. and, like, came knowing maybe, like, one or two people and ended up, like, I'm thinking about one person in particular who, like, I don't think knew that many people coming to D.C. Mm-hmm. and, like, within, like, two years of being here had more friends than me. Yeah. And it's, you know, people who have that, like, charisma and the outgoing mm-hmm. thing, it's just it's a lot easier to connect with people when that's something that you like always want to do. Yeah. It's also maybe not easier, but like you'll feel more compelled to like when you have to, cause yeah, I mean, neither one of us has like had to like Mm -hmm. college. Like when you go to college, like you're still surrounded by like-minded people. So it's not like people your age. So and a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So it's not like you're out there picking and choosing and like searching for friends like they're everywhere yeah and then you know coming back here we got friends yeah so it's not like we had to get up every day and be like i have no one to hang out with let me like go out there and put myself out there yeah we we don't have to yeah so i feel like if like we did move somewhere like i don't know where do i not know anybody new mexico like if i moved to new mexico <laughs> for god knows whatever reason yeah. i would i would put myself out there because yeah. it's no way i'm about to be chilling in mexico doing Just god knows my, what in that self. heat yeah by myself not knowing nobody yeah like that shit is all the way dead yeah yeah i i think thought of that just like makes me nervous but that's all also like the introvert in me I don't know I like I, I just I think that we're we're both really lucky in the sense of like how we've grown up and like yeah. where we've ended up and all of that like having you know friends who are here because again DC I feel like it's one of those cities that people have no problem coming back to yeah after college it's not like one of those things like yo I had to get out mm-hmm. because you know DC's lit so <laughs> I mean, gentrification has everyone hanging out, so, but I digress. Um, We kind of touched on this already, but I guess to fully answer the question, Mm -hmm. um, for you, how has making friends changed over the years outside of, like, you know, 
us no longer having specific environments to make friends. I, th- I think that's the biggest one. Um, yeah. Yeah. When coming up with all this, that's like the one thing that like really stuck with me. Like we just don't have like the the actual like space and time mm-hmm. to make friends. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, and like I said, like it's also very easy now to be alone Mm -hmm. and sometimes like more mandatory because like there's so many things going on. So it's like more alone time now like is important. Yeah. On like when you're a kid, when it's like, I'm trying to be around everybody all the time and play and like laugh. And it's like, I'm like a full adult now. And sometimes I just need space. That's Um, facts. So yeah, like it's very easy as an adult to just, be more like of like retreat mm-hmm. more than like when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean I think those are the it's not easy as a kid to retreat. Yeah. It's not easy as a teenager to retreat. It's impossible as a college student to retreat. Yeah. If you live on campus, like there's no fucking way. So um and then as an adult, you're out here and all your decisions are yours. Yeah. So. And, you know, sink or swim. Yeah. And sometimes swimming means taking time out for yourself. So, yeah, those are the biggest things for me. Yeah. I also, like, you know, another way that I was kind of thinking about this, and you you touch on a little bit with, like, what you just said, but I think that, you know, the older that I've gotten, the more – I'm interested in protecting my time. Yeah. And the more thoughtful I've been about like who I'm spending time with, how they're adding value to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what type of person is this? Whereas as a kid, like I'm not thinking about that shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure that you and I were on someone's playground hanging out with white kids whose parents were future Trump supporters. <laughs> but like, <laughs> If I had a friend who was like, Probably. yeah, my parents support Trump and like they were like, OK, with that, I couldn't be friends with that person. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm just much more mindful of yeah, like who I'm spending time form decisions on who your friends are. Yeah. yeah that's and it, I also think that, you know, in becoming a more like self-aware um, and intentional person, I friendships just like mean the world to me now yeah whereas you know as a kid it's like yeah sure i have friends but like now i'm like yo no friendship is like a pillar of happiness for me like i'm taking this seriously so again it's like protecting my time yeah um i feel like that's kind of been the biggest change for me it's like becoming much more aware of like who it is that i'm spending time with and that leads right into our next question about whether like how like do adult friendships hold the same way or like different stages like do friendships always hold the same way to me you answered that question basically yeah yeah it's friendships hold quite a bit more weight to me now yeah no like i said friendship is you know a pillar of happiness for me sense of a source of stability Mm -hmm. so like it is it is of uh of paramount importance 
that like the people that I'm spending time with are, you know, inspiring me and, and doing all those good things. I also like, in thinking about this question earlier, I kind of took a, a different, a different look at it, mm -hmm. I guess, in a way of like, how does longevity affect how I view my friendships? Like someone that I was friends with as a kid, like oh. does, does that have bearing on like how I, I guess rank the friendship now? Mm -hmm. I think in a way it does. Yeah. Like I think that uh, people who have known me longer, especially people who, you know, knew me as a child probably have a, a more comprehensive picture of the type of person I am yeah. as opposed to like someone who met me a couple of years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I took two approaches on that. Okay. How do you feel? <laughs> I didn't even think about that second approach, but I'm going to come back to that. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Like friendships do hold more weight now, especially it's definitely like more quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. and, like when it was, at least for me, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, a teenager, like even not not college, I didn't care in college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like childhood to like being a teen, it was like quantity. It was like I have a lot of fucking friends. Yeah, and it wasn't like oh I'm pop. It was just like there's always someone there to get it popping with. Mm -hmm. Um, which was a good feeling. And now it's like I don't need a lot of people I just need good people mm -hmm. around me and like you said it's because of time like you have to manage your time um so you want to have like the people who you spend time with be good um it's about also you know having your solo time and like wanting to like actually be around people who like enhance who you are mm -hmm. and like just being intentional so like of course like if you're being that intentional, like it'll hold more weight mm -hmm. and you're not spreading yourself as much. So you're giving all of yourself to fewer people, but you're getting a better understanding of who you are. And that's why I think it's interesting that you said the friendships, longevity. Sorry, not English. I get you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm thinking about like the friends and not necessarily the friends who I've met after college and not necessarily not them either, but I'm mm -hmm. thinking about my college friends. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they have a pretty good understanding of who I am, um, especially my college friends. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why that is, because it's not longevity. I mean, it's been a while since we've been in college, but it's not like you or like, like, like someone who I've known since like, pre-k yeah who, like every time i see her i get excited yeah well i think there's like there's a formula to that because i think that i think that you know you can know someone for a really long time but they not really know who you are as a person mm -hmm. like you know i had a best friend in like first grade like she knew me well back then but like yeah. if we were to hang out now it's like girl i don't know you yeah um but i think when you meet someone in a space where it's like kind of a formative experience, yeah, like college is a very formative it really time is. in life. So like you're going through this, well, typically in college you go through like a major change, mm -hmm. like this transition from, you know, teenager to adult. Yeah. So people, I feel like the relationships that you form in, in college in particular, um, 
they stick because you really get to know someone like you know one of my like well my best guy friend I met him freshman year of college and like we've we've been really close ever since yeah so it's like I feel like he has a really good picture of the type of person I am or like you know how I feel about things and all of that because you know we shared that like formative time together Mm -hmm. um but I also think that like I mean, you knew me from high school, so you've really seen the whole picture. <laughs> like, middle school. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. Oof, God, middle school. Yeah. A a, really just a horrible time in life. Um, but, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, what matters is is quality. Yeah. Like, you know, whether you met this person, you know, I'm projecting. Whether you met this person, you know, in middle school, you met them at the strip club or like you met them at work, like as long as that's a good person and, you know, trying to keep you inspired and and supported, then like that's really what matters. It is. Yeah. Those facts, it is what matters. Yeah. All right. College is so formative. Truly. Because Uh, Jesus Christ, I came out a different person. Yeah, like, who, to think about, like, the people we were in high school versus, like, the person we became after we graduated, or I guess the people we became. Actually, this, this is a perfect segue into left field. And I, I, um, I'm really glad that you didn't crucify me for saying that. I'm just going to start saying segue from now on. Yeah, no, I heard it, and I decided to let it go. Just let it rock. Yeah. Um, okay, so I actually came prepared this time. Oh, snap. Granted, I came up with this on my commute home, so, you know. You still came to the table prepared, I did come to the table prepared for this week's left field. So, (laughs) I'm going to ask you an invasive question. It's going to be fun. Oh. If you think about your kid self, I actually got this from a podcast. I don't remember what the podcast oh, was, was called. To say it. <gasps> Which one? Yeah, okay. but it was an interesting question. Um, actually, the the podcast episode was basically about like, if you really want to get to know someone, mm-hmm. ask them these seven questions. What were the? We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the questions was, if you were your kid self, looking at you right now, what would the kid version of you? be proud of or like happy about and what would they be sad about it's an invasive question so you know i'm gonna have to ask questions how old is my kid self um say 10 okay old enough to kind of understand things Mm -hmm. but young enough to still be extremely naive okay so what am i it's what would my kid self be proud of yeah or like happy about and what would Mm -hmm. they be sad about kind of in your journey if they knew like what you had Mm -hmm. been through in this period of time between 10 and now um they my kid self well this is gonna get personal alrighty yeah just open up those can of worms um my kid self would be like happy about like my weight loss and like being like more and I wasn't like necessarily unhealthy mm-hmm. but like my weight loss and like I, my kid self wouldn't truly understand what like 
self-love is, but like my self-love right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids, I hope be happy about that. Sad or disappointed. And feel free to not answer this as honestly as you would if we were talking about this one-on-one. <laughs> Just, it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Because 10-year-old Zuri had a very narrow view <laughs> of a lot of things. Um, maybe disappointed that I had stopped collecting rocks or, like, I wasn't, wow. like, a paleontologist, like, out somewhere. I'm going to bring him to Mexico again, like, dusting off dinosaur bones and being in museums, like, piecing shit together. Mm. So maybe that at 10, maybe the fact that, yeah, like, I wasn't on that same path might be a little disappointed um because if you had asked me at 10 or any age before probably 21 22 (laughs) if i thought i'd be doing anything but criminal anything i'd be like fuck no yeah but um like you said those formative like ages are real and like those turning points yeah are are real things and like I'm on a different path and I just my child self would be like how the fuck did we get here yeah like what happened to looking at fucking fossils yeah yeah I uh to answer the question myself I think that 10 year old me would probably be happy about like my level of like self-love and confidence mm-hmm. like kind of how I've how I've situated that um, and kind of come to this place of like being confident in like how I look, what I'm doing, like who I am. Um, I think that because, you know, I wasn't quite in middle school yet, but so I had an experience like the bullying that everyone experiences and carries with them for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it was coming. So... (laughs) Um, yeah, knowing that, like, I got over that hump, 10-year-old Kendall would be like, that's so good. Yeah. Um, that's so good. Sad about, I feel like 10-year-old me would probably be sad and maybe a little bit confused <laughs> about the journey <laughs> that got me to this point. Like, how did we get here? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I... Like, the reasons why I mm-hmm. decided to be on this, like, okay, I need to actually start, like, figuring out what it means to love myself. Yeah. But, like, you know, the reasons why I started kind of making that change. Yeah. I feel like 10-year-old Kendall would be like, damn, I'm sorry it, like, took that yeah. uh, for for you to, to kind of be more intentional. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like all... Of our 10-year-old selves would probably be like, it took all of that to get you here. Yeah. And I'm very sorry it took all of that to (laughs) get me here. Sorry to that woman. (laughs) I can imagine all of our 10-year-old selves would be like, not all that. Yeah, facts. But yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't terribly invasive. It wasn't. I think uh, it was a very good answer for uh, being extremely public. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I think that'll uh, wrap up this episode of Best Behavior. I think so, too. And uh, uh, what, episode 28. What, what can the public do for us? You know, they can uh, subscribe if they like us. But y'all are here. I say mm-hmm. it's every time y'all like us. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and subscribe if you haven't. But, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have subscribed already? Um, yeah. And, and uh, keep up to date for new episodes. They're coming. Bear with us. Yeah. Zuri has like mad midterms and stuff. We just, you know, life. We're not career podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we got y'all. And, you know, per usual, follow us on, follow us, follow us on the (laughs) social medias. I think I'm going to try to get more interactive. You feel me? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I don't don't know what that means, but yeah. Yeah. We're going to interact with people. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well, look out for that, y'all. Yes. All right, man. Man. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll uh, we will see y'all in three weeks. We shall. Bye. Right, bye.